Honestly, if I thought I could get 10 people, I'd start an OnlyFans in a heartbeat. Would you? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, should we start one together? But that sounds quite weird. Just the fitness tip. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 109 of Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Ald, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. Jason, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Mitch. Good I nearly evening. said morning. I thought it was morning. It's uh, The day is running away from me. You've been asleep so late that you thought it was the morning, but it's not. It's the afternoon. You need to get I, up earlier than 12 o'clock, mate. Honestly, you're wasting your life. I um, love a lie in me. It's, I, I, I can't do a lie. I will say I'm slightly concerned about how little sleep I've been having. But you know what concerns me more? That I'm what? not tired. Is this purely yeah. caffeine related or... Um, I don't think so. I think it might be like... I think I might be <laughs> having a breakdown. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll get into that. We'll save that for just the sleep tip um, or a okay, new podcast okay. that we're bringing. Just the sleepness. Oh, God, that's a dead joke, right? But, Mitch, I'll tell you what's not a dead joke. Veganuary. Yes, uh, a lot it's of going strong. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people, uh, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about vegans not being strong, but I won't. Um <laughs> A lot of people have been asking me, Mitch, a lot of people have come up to me in the street going, how come you've not spoken about Veganuary on the podcast? And I was like, oh, that's a good point, actually. We've not spoken about Veganuary on the podcast. But I think the, the reason is, Mitch, is because we don't want to force it down people's throats, do we? We don't want to do the classic vegan thing of forcing it down people's throats. So I thought, rather than talk about Veganuary, because if you're interested in Veganuary, you can Google it, right? I thought what I would do is I would I would introduce some alternatives that people might want to do this January. Uh, if you listen to the show for a year, well done. Um, I did this joke last year as well, um, but don't worry, it's <laughs> but, but don't worry, the punchlines are different, so it's good. Okay, so good. Mitch, yeah, if you're if you're you're thinking of, you were thinking about doing vegan, you were like, this is too cliche, you know, as an influencer with a French bulldog. If I do January, <laughs> then I'll just become a stereotype, right? Well, I've got a solution for you. Are you ready? So there's a yeah, couple of here. This one, you know, start off with something that might not actually be too out there. Jamuri. Now, Jamuri, you just eat jam, right? What, what I like about that is, right, because lots of choices, isn't there? Lots of choices for jam, right? <laughs> can make jam at anything, right? But, but this is the thing, right? Just like veganism, right? Because you know how, like, uh, someone was asking me about, or avocados vegan, right? It's like, you've got to read the small print, Mitch, because you can't just be willy-nilly in Jamuri, okay? I found out, apparently, you're not allowed to uh, eat orange jam uh, in January because that's only in March Malade. Ah, there we go. I, <laughs> I'm awful. sorry, that is the most dad joke I've ever made up. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, when I made it up in my head in the street, I laughed out loud. I, I also just want to apologize to all our American listeners who are saying, what is jam? And it is jelly. Yeah, but jelly ury doesn't work, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'll save that. No, I, for... quite, I quite like it. I bet you do, Mitch. If you're not into jam, I love jam. <laughs> I I am into jam. I I say we stick with that one. You know how we had the K-pop diet? Yes. Which was just Korean food. <laughs> yeah. I found that there's there's you can do Kazakhstanuary, 
which is when you just eat what people from Kazakhstan eat. Now, what I, what that is, I don't know. I was um, going to say, you clearly not done your research because I was going to ask. Nah, that one didn't. Fan, I didn't fancy that one because I got distracted okay. by the next one, Mitch. You know how there's lots of celebrity diets out at the moment. Well, there's always, isn't there? There always is. I thought some of the good ones that people were doing in January uh, was Jackie Chanuri. Oh, yes. Well, Amazing. You, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just eat what Jack Chan eats. And probably, you know, a little bit higher in fat, this this uh, this diet, the Zinedine Zidaneuri diet. Um, uh, yes. I like it. So uh, both ones to try it. But actually, by far my favorite, and I saved the best to last, it's only fanjury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to know more about that diet, Subscribe to my OnlyFans page uh, where you'll get free picks as well. I there's there's bound to be at least one person listening this thinking, yeah, quite like Jason to actually start an OnlyFans. So for those people, I say do it. I had this conversation literally at the weekend with someone where I was like, honestly, if I thought I could get ten people, I'd start an OnlyFans in a heartbeat. Would you? Oh yeah. I I honestly think you could get 10 people off the bat that would sign up to your OnlyFans, Jason. Let me just say this, though. Caveat, right? Yeah. No, no, like, total nudes. <laughs> like, not completely nude. I'm not interested in getting my my stuff out. Um, <laughs> well, actually, actually, hold on. If the money's right, <laughs> if the money's right. Uh, but it'd have to be a pretty high-ticket uh, price, like, I don't know, at least 120 quid. I was going to say, should we start one together? But that sounds quite weird. So let's not start an OnlyFans together. Um, but you, I, you, I know was... be, you know, it would be even weirder, Mitch, right? Which this yeah. could be a reality for all I know. What if people are writing just the fitness tip fan fiction? Where it's like me and you doing a podcast, then afterwards we take a shower together and start <laughs> making out. I don't even know what to say to that, but it could be likely. I did receive a right, direct no. message this morning. Uh, I just brought it up on my phone. So I got it just before I came on this show. And it's, uh, I don't know if you can see this, Jason. I'm going to let you read it out. Dude, you have a beautiful face. No offense. Thank you. No, no offense. Why would you take that? offense to Compliment, that? Compliment. Why would you take offense to it? So I think we've got the fans there, Jason. It's time to start an OnlyFans account. I tell you what, Mitch. No one has ever said that I have a, a lovely face. I think you have a lovely face, Jason. Thanks. No offense taken. <laughs> Mate, you've got some weirdos that message you. Like, I don't know if it's because people think I'm a bigger weirdo than them, so therefore they they're just like, why bother? Why bother trying to weird this guy out? Or maybe I'm just less appealing than you. Both are very possible. That. <laughs> I yeah I I do attract quite a lot of weird comments. A lot of them you just delete and you're like, okay, it's probably just some weird spam bot thing. But yeah, you do get some slightly bizarre comments. You kind of just have to turn it into good content, though. You know, it's like when you get trolling comments. Some people will take it to heart and they get quite down. Don't laugh at that. Just uh, people will take it to heart. Whereas if you just use it for content, then yeah. Mitch, all I'm going to say is that's how many many porn careers started. <laughs> <laughs> A DM. <laughs> that was turned into content. Okay. <laughs> we should probably bring this back on, uh, on track again, Mitch. Mitch, what have you been up to? 
Apart uh, from it's getting unsolicited dick pics. I luckily have not ever received that. This is not an invite. Please don't send me any. But I've <laughs> never ever received that, and I hope to never receive it. Um, it's been busy. Like it's you know usual January, isn't it? In the fitness industry, it's a little bit of a crazy time. It's really busy. Um, like online PT work is going well. Um, the Nourish Move, sorry, Morish Move, Morish, and, yeah, and Maintain sorry. Group is uh is growing really nicely we've got a really cool bunch of people in there we've got like 75 members within the group it's awesome like we've had people that have met up from um who'd, who'd never knew each other from before joining the group have gone for kind of sea swims and runs together so it's what without yeah, you we well, yeah, just meeting up on their own they don't want us to come around <laughs> no it's, it's great like we want this to become a nice little community where people support each other and it's not just us running it you know so it's um yeah it's really really exciting and then another thing i wanted to talk about today was um this magazine or newspaper that i contributed to today i would name it but i don't actually know what the magazine or newspaper is so i feel okay FHM. <laughs> is that still a thing i don't think so i think it's your major yeah i think you did i think um, we've all got a lot to thank fhm for though to be honest God, this Maybe. this episode's a bit saucy, isn't it? Yeah, why what are we thinking FHM for? It's always on my mind at some point. <laughs> okay. I'll tell yeah. you what though, just interject, just to give you a little anecdote, right? My first experience of finding a woman attractive was when me and my mate were in primary school. We stole his brother's FHM, Rachel Stevens. And for that reason, she'll always have a special place in my heart. It's not that, like, you know, I mean, she's lovely. But, um, yeah, she, you always remember your first, don't you, Mitch? <laughs> anyway, yeah. what were you saying about this article you contributed to? We're going gloss, to gloss over that little conversation there. Uh, I'll cut that so, out. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to have, like, a very brief discussion about... So uh, I've started being tagged in a few things on Twitter when there's, like, hashtags of journo requests so basically journos will want someone to contribute to an article they're writing be it on kind of nutrition fitness exercise whatever um and occasionally i'll get tagged in them and i'll sign up to doing them <clears throat> and it's always quite depressing how a lot of the requests that you get are so kind of weight loss and image focused um and it just kind of i just kind of thought it'd be a cool little discussion point of of why fitness magazines are the way that they are why health and lifestyle magazines are the way they are um, and why this kind of constant narrative of weight loss and changing our body seems to be at the forefront of it and it's just really depressing so i said I, as i said i don't know what this is going to go out live to but um they advertised it as we want your take on walking and the health benefits of walking and then i received all the questions and it was walking and how it helps weight loss. Like nearly every question was about how walking can help with your weight loss. And it just completely misses the mark on the importance of exercise and movement. And yeah, it's it's such a sad when that's kind of the narrative that's being pushed upon everyone, isn't it? Yeah, Mitch, you know, I find quite interesting. It's something we don't necessarily, it's not the angle that we usually take here, right? But it, it's, it's, it's a product of what you're saying there, which is this idea that exercise is only for weight loss, right? So people are only interested in it if they need to lose weight. Now, obviously, we all know people who, for whatever reason, don't struggle with their weight at all. And I think, especially when you're younger, I think what that does is, is it puts you in a mindset where you think, oh, I don't need to exercise. I don't need mm -hmm. to exercise, I look, I look great, right? Uh, I look great, I must be great. <laughs> I, must, I must have incredibly healthy internal organs. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I think because of that, what happens is you get older and then obviously you need to uh, look after your health. It's even more important that you need to look after your health. And and so you come in really kind of cold, like I've got no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know anything about this. And so I think actually what, what you've pointed out there, obviously the narrative that we often hear is, maybe people who do struggle with weight loss um, and it's it's being framed as they have to lose weight because they don't look the way people want them to. Actually, I think the other the flip side there is, is like people are not um, engaging with exercise or making it a part of their life because maybe they feel like they don't need it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, why is it? Why is it? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I've said this a hundred million times on this podcast. Well, a hundred nine times on this podcast. Um, that I, have, I think we've all got aesthetic goals to some degree. We all want to look appealing, uh, especially for the OnlyFans page. But um, <laughs> but my aesthetic goals have definitely become less important as I've aged. Um, but I think by this point, you know, I've been exercising so long that is a part of my lifestyle now so i feel i do feel quite lucky that i'm in that position although there's no luck involved really it's all hard work and genetics no um i mean that that will play a huge part of it absolutely it's it don't know it's just it's this vicious cycle isn't it it's like the fitness magazines know that weight loss sells so we're constantly told that weight loss is the way to get healthy and then the journals or people contributing to articles are saying okay weight loss sells so i need to keep writing more articles about weight loss when in reality if there was some way that we could break this cycle because the the questions i said were all about weight loss like most of them were like how can this help with weight loss and my my the way i tried to strategically answer it was it might help with weight loss but you're missing the bigger picture like there's so many different things that this can help and then as a result weight loss might be one of those byproducts you know and if you do just focus on exercise walking whatever it is just simply as a way to alter your body then what's the longevity of that like if that's as you we've said before in the past on these episodes like if if weight loss or changing your body is the only goal like there's no substance to it like there is no sustainability to that and it's going to be short-lived exactly absolutely it's a bit of a hollow i mean i don't want to diminish people's aesthetic goals but it, it is quite hollow i think like it's not mm. got a huge amount of longevity is the right word but um even also i would say like fulfillment as well to be honest mm-hmm. i don't think many people unless you're like a physique athlete um although i guess that's maybe not true i guess you do get some fulfillment but um mm. I hate to give a shout out to the same person more than once in one episode because then you know i don't think anyone should be showered with as much praise as this but Alex, who listens to the show, shout out Alex, she was talking to me about how if she doesn't exercise, she feels like, uh, how did she put it? Like she's a nightmare to be around, right? And, and I was like, I know what you mean. Like you've got that kind of like pent up energy in you. And she's talking about like endorphin releases. Just like it, it has kind of um, all of these benefits across the board mm-hmm. that has absolutely nothing to do with how you look or even how strong you are, how fast you can run or whatever. It's just kind of become part of her lifestyle. And that's absolutely the same with me as well. Like I, even if I'm not like going to go and smash a PB or whatever, it's like just, I want to get moving, you know, like hmm. if I'm rehabbing an injury, I still want to move. I don't want to just lie on the sofa or yeah. whatever. There's, there's, um, also a lot, there's a lot of danger to that as well though, isn't there? Especially if you, if you do make it all about physique. Cause I mean, we have to accept the fact that we are all getting older. Like naturally your body's going to change. Not all of us, mate. Speak for yourself. <laughs> He's found the elixir of life and it is only fans. <clears throat> he, yeah. Like we're all getting a little bit older. Our bodies are naturally going to change as we get older. And if, 
the only thing that is the only thing that gets you up and moving and doing exercise is simply to look a certain way then there's going to come a time when when you're not able to achieve those goals anymore and you're, you're going to be really really disappointed so you need to attach more to your exercise and nutrition goals because as you said if there's no substance it is just a bit hollow there and and, and you're going to set yourself up for failure long term Mitch, this is kind of along the lines of your article because we were talking about it before we went on air I was like saying on air makes me feel professional. Um, but you, you know, you were saying the answer to all of these questions is always, it depends. Mm -hmm. Like the best one that you sent me was uh, how many calories do you burn walking a dog? And I was like, tell them it depends on the dog. Right. <laughs> but, it, but it's but actually it's it's true. Yeah. It's yeah. True. Depends on the, you know, the incline you're walking on. <laughs> depends uh, on the size of you, the speed you're walking, your fitness yeah. levels. Like, oh, it's just, it's just yeah. a stupid question. But the thing is, like, and this goes back to this idea of why are things presented the way they're presented? So I, I won't, but uh, uh, no, I'm not going to name her because it, my mate does listen to the podcast. Um, so my mate's, he'll know. My mate's wife said to me, um, Jason, I want to ask you this question. Um, can you tell me what's the best exercise for burning belly fat, right? And I had to try my hardest not to be the guy you know um i was like look i know this is not what you want to hear but there is no exercise that will burn belly fat right mm -hmm. so then she went on a, on a thing about how like oh she's really trying like she'll do like these slimming clubs and stuff i mean this is the tale of all the time right it's almost a cliche she loses all the weight amazing results she gets amazing results right really quickly and then she stops doing it and then it comes back i was like yeah i, I totally i understand right and then so she but she was like i, I don't know what it is like i Although actually this might almost parlay into our next topic, so I'll stay a little bit away from it. But the point I, I, that I got from that interaction was, you know, people who listen to this show, people who uh, are quite proactive in not, I don't even want to say research, because that sounds like you're in the library or something. You just clued in, like you're interested in learning more and, and learning about how these things work, right? And um, the questions she was asking me were, would be, you'd be a little bit like, duh, you know? But it made me realize that actually a lot of people don't know this stuff. It's and I because think because these magazine articles that I'm asked to contribute to, it's I think that's probably what you're getting to. Sorry to jump in on your point there. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And, and also the point I was going to make was, again, and it, it just goes right back around again, was when the answer is it depends, oh, no one's reading that article. Do you know what I mean? No one wants a headline that goes, you know the best way to lose weight? It depends. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, isn't it? It just all feeds into itself, and it's just really upsetting that this is the way that the fitness industry is, and probably will be for a very, very long time. Um, so I hope so, because then we'll have loads of content. <laughs> so we will still be here in five, six, seven, ten years' time. That um, still busting these myths and telling people I can count. I just jumped forward to ten. Um, as, yeah, we're going to be here busting those myths, and hopefully. We can get more people contributing to magazine articles with answers like it depends and it becomes a normal and um, sellable approach to uh, to writing, <laughs> I hope. Yeah, Mitch, send them, send them my way. I think I'd be quite good at giving them some sensational headlines. <laughs> can you imagine? I just want to see your answer to that. How many calories do you burn walking your dog question? I think you could make it. You could have a great answer to that one. Well, I said to you, you should have just said a really specific number. 50. <laughs> 50, 50 calories every time, every time. Yeah. But really, every time? Yeah. How do you know? How, how do you think I know? 
Oh, I don't know. I, just, I, didn't, I thought it was a stupid question. Then why did you ask me? <laughs> I hope whoever asked me to write this article never listens to this episode. But yeah, I hope I'll, they do. I hope I, they do. And I hope they hear this. I will update the tippers if uh, it ever the answers that I gave. I, as I said to you, Jason, I'd be very surprised if they use much of it because I have sat on the fence a lot. Um, but if they, if it does go to print in whatever article or magazine or newspaper it goes into, then uh, I will update the tippers and we'll report back on kind of how they've used it because I, I think that would be really interesting too. Mitch, sitting on the fence, how many calories does that burn? <laughs> Thirteen. 13? <laughs> a whole 13, yeah. Right, I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> just going to look out my window, just going to be sat on the fence outside your house. For those unaware, me and Jason live very near to each other. <laughs> also, for those only listening, I did the uh, suggestive eyebrow movement. It did. It did things to me, but we won't go there. Um, that's right. on our OnlyFans page. <laughs> on just, it's just the tip. That's that's the OnlyFans page. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Not just fitness. Just the tip. Um, right, Jason, let's uh, move into the kind of general topic we were going to talk about today, which I think is going to be a really cool... Because when, when you messaged me about this topic, I I sensed a little bit of scepticism in your voice of us talking about it. And I also want to talk about that and why... Because I get questions about this a lot as well. So I'll let you intro it and then we can, um, we can delve. Mate, sorry, I'm distracted. The bin man is at the end of my street, so there'll be the at the start... Oh, no, he's just... He's gone. Um, <laughs> just a little bit of shared experience there for me. And uh, have you ever watched Up, the movie Up? You know, like the dog with the squirrel. Many times. That was a bit like that. Me, <laughs> me. Honestly, I, I won't. Well, last episode I spoke about my terrible attention span, so I think we all know about it. Um, no, so I had a really similar question, I suppose. Well, so uh, my mate Scotty, shout out Scotty. Um, he said to me the other day, I thought it was quite interesting. He said, um, if they say all men are created equal, I look at myself and look at my mate Joe, and I can see that statement's not true. I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? He was like, well, he basically was just to cut through it all. He was just talking about your genetic foundation, right? And the reason I mentioned that uh, initially, and I think we touched upon it a little bit there as well, is because uh, Alex uh, said, oh, I've been meaning to put this in the question sticker for, for Michael. I was like, I oh, don't bother with that. That's that's nonsense, right? It doesn't read any of those. Um, I was like, ask me, ask me. And I thought, oh, no, this is not going to be the answer she wants to hear, right? She wants a Michael Ujo answer, right? But so it was actually a really interesting point, right? And it, and it also goes back, God, this is like a fitness tipception, right? Because um, the aforementioned friend's wife, uh, I managed to get her on to uh, the topic of tracking calories. Now, Alex's original question, you mentioned on the podcast, and by you, she either means me or you, I, or me and you, who knows, maybe I was both. getting nervous about what I mentioned there, but yeah. Yeah, probably you, because it's actually quite sensible. <laughs> okay. Talking about this idea of um, Monday through Friday, if we put ourselves in a calorie deficit, but Saturday and Sunday, we put ourselves in a, a calorie surplus. It can be quite easy to end up with an aggregate calorie intake that mm -hmm. is e even or even overall surplus, right? So people think, oh, I'm like, I'm working really hard to, to stay in a calorie deficit Monday to Friday and I'm relaxing and do what I want in the week. Why am I not losing weight? And so, I, And I was saying, well, actually, because it's better to maybe look at it as a more holistic approach, maybe look at your week rather than your day. 
And so she, but, but so where does that stop? Like, what is the, what's the measurement? And I went, well, obviously you could be really kind of um, neurotic about it and you could track your calories by the hour, or you could do them by the month, the year. But I would say, obviously time is a construct, Mitch, you know this, it's entirely <laughs> arbitrary, but it is the only construct that we have. It's quite commonly used throughout the world, um, I think. Um, so I was like, you may as well use a week, right? You may as well use a week. But but, but I think her original question was, I, I don't know, I was talking over the, the whole time, so I didn't really get it, <laughs> was this idea of if we're going to track calories, and obviously you might want to elaborate further on just the, the, the value of tracking calories or, mm-hmm. or lack thereof, whatever your opinion might be, um, if we are going to track calories, what should our aim be? Should we track them daily, monthly, yearly, every 50 years, every minute, every second? What's smaller than a second? A millisecond. What's smaller than a millisecond? Don't matter. I'm going to interject here before Jason runs away with himself. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, let's talk on like kind of the, the benefits of or whether we should track calories initially. Because I think that was where the skepticism came from when you were asking me this question. And it's Well, also- sorry to interrupt you, Mitch. I will, I will uh, just, just to make it clear why I might have sounded skeptical yeah. um, because <laughs> the question was posed to me in a way that was kind of like maybe Michael wouldn't approve of tracking calories at all okay. and and so therefore I was like well, don't, don't listen to him he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah no I, I like that and it's I'm I'm actually glad you brought this up and the reason why I thought yeah it'd be really cool to talk about because I think people are a lot of my followers have come from the body positivity space from kind of the content that I create um, and a lot of people that are usually within that space and who are usually therefore in the intuitive eating crowd can be quite anti-calorie tracking and it gets a really really bad rep so I think by um, nature of um, what's the word of uh, be just being there because because the, I'm creating content within that space they therefore think that I sit within that camp of tracking calories are bad. And that is absolutely not uh, my approach at all. Um, I track calories with a lot of the clients I work with. I'd probably say more clients I work with, I track calories than don't. Um, And I think it's like anything, isn't it? Like dieting, for example, people will say any dieting is bad. Any form of weight loss is bad. And the problem with the fitness industry is it's either right or wrong. There is no in between. And I, I like to annoyingly sit on the fence once again. Um, within, That'll burn 13 calories. Within most topics within the fitness industry. And it's not a sexy space to sit in. But I don't know. It's the right one too. Depends um, which space you're sitting in. <laughs> so, so when it comes to calorie tracking, um, you, I think you just have to assess with how assess how your relationship with food is and what your goals are and then you need to see whether right do I feel like I could comfortably do this and kind of stay in control of the process and I know that's quite a difficult conversation to have with yourself and maybe one that you'll need to talk to someone about but for some people calorie tracking can be an amazing tool like it can be a brilliant tool the clients that I've worked with that have used calorie tracking their knowledge of nutrition when I finish working with them is better than most personal trainers like because I like to teach people about the foundation of nutrition what works for their bodies what feels right for them and then you move away from calorie tracking it's a tool you use for a short period of time and then you more you move into a more 
I hate the word, but an intuitive way of eating after that, because you kind of know what works for you, you know, like you learn about what a protein is, what calories are, what carbohydrate and dietary fat is, you know, like whether you're missing out on a few micronutrients or like, like once you've gone through that process, your knowledge of nutrition will be so much better and that will serve you for the rest of your life. But then on the other end of the spectrum, if you're coming from a background of disordered eating, maybe an eating disorder, if you feel like you become quite obsessive and once you start tracking calories, you can just tell it's not good for your headspace, do not track calories. That is not good for you. And there's so many other ways that you can do that. And that's the problem with the kind of content I create is people think that I sit in the all calorie tracking is bad and I don't. It can be great. It just has to be right for you. Very comprehensive answer there, Mitch. Um, like, I think you're right, though. I've, and, oh God, I never thought I'd hear myself say that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, I think you're right. And unfortunately, it almost leads me to go back to our catchphrase of, is calorie tracking good, a good thing? Is it, is it the right thing? Is it the best thing? Depends. Depends, doesn't it, Mitch? Depends. So <clears throat> I have a friend. I'll give him a shout out as well. I'm shouting everybody out here. Right, guys. Was, get... Everyone's getting a shout out. I haven't shouted out any of my friends. I'm just going to shout out my mate, Whoop Jim, it. because... Um, You'd have a he's, mate called Jim. He's a good friend. That, that's that is a made-up so, name. His name is Jamie Howard. We call him Jim. Uh, I will shout him out uh, just because he's a good guy. So there we go. Back to your story, Jason. Mitch, you've, you've, you've hit some real low points in the time we've been doing this podcast, but making up a friend just to shout them out. Anyway, um, I'll shout <laughs> Derail my shout out. Mark Frisch. Shout out Mark Frisch. He knows what's up. I, right. I recognize his name. So I think you shouted him out before. Oh yeah, he's a big tipper, big tipper. Um, and um, he was saying that. So he managed to use uh, my fitness pal. Other fitness pals are available. Your fitness pal, his <laughs> fitness pal, and her fitness pal, their fitness pal, all available on mine. Uh, terrible, terrible. That's the worst schedule. That March Malade one was much better. Um, but <laughs> but he said that he because I can't remember what, how we got into the topic of it, but he basically used calorie counting very successfully and i would probably say very sensibly as well like he didn't make dramatic changes in his life he did the thing that we always preach about which is this idea of you, you can make a small change over a long period of time and see great results and actually you don't like your life in terms of your 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 happiness your filming you, the how the inconvenience and all these things it's not massive, you know, it's not massive. It's just you have to stick at it for a while and it becomes far more easy to maintain than dramatic changes. It has less dramatic results, but the fact of the matter is like, look, you've got the rest of your life, you know, to be here. So mm -hmm. what are you in a rush for? Although I suppose you don't want a, a godlike physique when you're 65. You want to get it in when the testosterone drops. But um, no, but seriously, I thought he was a very good kind of poster boy, dare I say, mm. for the, the kind of calorie tracking because he wasn't like he wasn't emotionally attached to it. Mm. And he said the same thing as you. He said over time you learn really quickly, oh, there's roughly X amount of calories in this, there's roughly X amount of calories in that. And you, you kind of don't rely on it as much. And I guess it's kind of looking at it like, you know, when you learn to drive. You have this like intensive experience with an instructor. You're getting all the information. You're learning the things. Then you get your driver's license, and then you go out and you apply it, and you just do your own thing. It's a bit looser. Maybe you don't always drive on the right side of the road. Maybe you don't always stop for a red light. Whatever you know, you just play it by ear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that was a joke, by the way. It was no, it's good. I <laughs> I was laughing. Don't worry. It's. Uh... It wasn't. I can see your face. 
Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's so true. You know, like it is a process. And I mean, you see this kind of stat thrown around about any kind of dieting and weight loss where they say 95% of diets fail. And and however inaccurate that stat is, which is probably very inaccurate. I'm going to bring that up at the end of your awards. I think you should. The the large, like most people that are, are searching for weight loss are doing it through a means that is unsustainable. Like the large majority of approaches to weight loss are unsustainable. You could argue that every approach to weight loss is unsustainable. It just depends whether it's unsustainable for you, you know? Um, so I, I just feel like you just need to analyze yourself and your situation. Like also on that topic, like is weight loss for you, you know? Like let's say that you've had a kind of a lifetime of of yo-yo dieting following these fad diets you've completely destroyed your relationship with food your relationship with exercise is really bad is going into another process of trying to lose weight right for you and where you're at with your journey or maybe it's time to say right let's stop pursuing weight loss because it's actually just having a really detrimental effect on my physical health and mental health and let's just start focusing on healthy behavior changes like finding joy in movement starting introducing foods to your diet rather than thinking about taking foods away like it's it's such a big spectrum fitness and nutrition that there just is no one size fits all like by any means there is no one size fits all you just have to see like right where am I at the moment what can I cope with physically and mentally and then find that path for you and if you need help doing that reach out to us and we'll happily give you little tips um, if we can. Mitch, this is a question I get a lot that is related and we've almost vaguely touched on it already and I'm probably kind of um, throwing you under the bus here because you might end up using our classic catchphrase, it depends. But I think it's worth bringing this up anyway. A lot of people say, how many calories am I burning here? How many calories am I burning there? Now, to be more specific, a lot of people ask me about the things like, oh, so I'm only supposed to have 2,000 calories, right? And I go, would I go, Mitch? It depends. It depends. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> if you're playing just a fitness tip bingo at home, uh, don't forget to yeah have a drink. Have a drink exactly. Um, but I think you know way more about this than me, so I'll allow you. I'll open the floor to you. Um, what would your response be to people that are are asking about the calories burnt rather than taken in? How many calories they should be eating in a day? Um, I mean, obviously, I know because I'm incredibly knowledgeable about the topic um but would you say that that's <laughs> why did i laugh <laughs> you said um, that's so deadpan as well that's great um uh, but i think some people are thinking about that over the intake if you see what i'm saying they're trying mm-hmm. to they're trying to uh you know balance it with oh well if i if i sit on a fence for half an hour i'll, I'll burn 13 calories if i want my dog i'll burn 50 that means i can have 63 <laughs> quick maths 63 calories in exchange for that i yeah i would just say that people overcomplicate that massively so when you do uh, kind of further nutrition courses especially if you go down the sports performance route or the performance nutrition route um there are calculations and equations that you can use and it basically lists like every form of exercise or activity and then it gives you a calorie equation for that and then you can build that into what their overall calorie burn is I would argue that they're completely pointless because it's going to vary massively from person to person anyway. So when you're doing these courses, I'm like, okay, I, I know I need to do this to pass, but am I ever going to use it? No. Um, so every time that I work with a client, if we do, do go down the tracking route, I completely remove any of the exercise functions from calorie tracking at all. Um, the problem with, I think a lot of the issues people have with calorie tracking apps and websites is 
the recommendations that the apps and websites give you are rubbish. Like, I don't know what equations they're using, but they are awful. And so many times you'll see people go to do calorie tracking and then the app throws out like 1200 calories. And then they criticize the process of calorie tracking rather than the algorithm that's built into it. And um, so I just think completely disregard any of the exercise features, completely take whatever calculation you're getting as a daily calorie goal as a massive pinch of salt. And that should just be a starting point if that, and you have to change those numbers. Um, and I know that's very difficult to know what you should change it to on an individual basis, but reach out to anyone like myself or any other PT online, and they can give you like some sort of, more accurate goal to aim towards rather than trusting these apps and algorithms to, to churn out a number for you because it's just not going to be accurate. And Mitch, I was going to say, and I think I read this in a textbook somewhere, if you are struggling uh, to figure out how many calories you're burning, probably the best way is to, you know those things you grip on when you're on the uh, on the stationary, <laughs> the stationary bike and it tells you, it gives you a number. So... <laughs> That's probably the best way of knowing how many calories you've burnt, right? By the way, that was a joke. And the reason, I brought that, the reason I brought that up is because I actually hate them. And they don't – What? how could that possibly tell you how many – Like, I, Yeah, it, I don't know. It may, as well, it may as well just be painted on, like, I'm like assuming, a number constantly. Like what it does is it, it has like an average weight of a person built into it and then it knows – Like, yeah, I honestly don't know. But yeah, so, don't but trust. It may as well just have a little written thing that goes, if you're this weight and you run at this pace with this heart rate for this amount of time, you might burn this much. <laughs> Yeah, they're pointless. Same with like calorie tracking. Like I use a watch because I like tracking my runs and pacing and, and step count and stuff. And for the but, time. But and oh yeah, I forgot it does the time. <laughs> um, and and um, and like you don't trust anything this thing says. Like it's so inaccurate. Like if don't trust the calorie tracking that it tells you to do. Don't trust the calorie burn. It's so so inaccurate. Um, mm. you can use like whatever device there is out there is going to have a level of inaccuracy unless you're hooked up to a machine that's tracking kind of oxygen in carbon, like completely don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Because it is completely pointless. I think I've specified that enough there that I hate the calorie tracking aspect of things, but it's just, it should not be trusted and too many people do trust it and it completely throws off, off what their goals are that they're aiming for. And we should probably also touch on that kind of weekly or monthly thing that you mentioned at the start as well. Oh, so the, the original question, you mean? <laughs> the original question, yeah. And it doesn't matter. So I, the oh, way that I- It depends. Like, <laughs> it depends. That's the way the that I like episode. to do it with clients is it's far easier having a consistent goal to aim towards. Too many people fluctuate things throughout the day. You'll hear, you've probably heard of carb cycling as well. <clears throat> carb cycling is where you kind of match your carbohydrate intake for the day, depending on how active you are. So on a day that you're training, your carb intake will be up. And then on the rest days, it would be low. Like it just makes it so much more complicated. And then also if you throw into the mix that you're having calories add added in because you've done a bit of movement and you're kind of chasing that calorie goal at the end of the day, it's so difficult. Whereas if you've got a nice consistent number to aim for, the process is a lot easier. You know where I think all of this might be, this overcomplication stuff might come from? Like obviously you've mentioned there are things like if you if you're a coach that's working with a professional athlete, like you're going to want to work out to the calorie and all this stuff, mm -hmm. right? And obviously a sexy way of selling your men's insert suffix here magazine um, could be anything, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, you know, just I didn't want to name a specific one because they're all as good and as bad as each other. But, um, <laughs> but um, 
you you do celebrity workouts, right? You do celebrity workouts, you do famous athletes. So, oh, wow, Chris Hoy, he's done 10,000 calories a day. If I want thighs like Chris Hoy, I better have 10,000 calories a day. What? Sorry, hold on. Are you doing an Olympic cycling training program? <laughs> no, 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 I work in Bank Scotland. All right, well, maybe don't do 10,000 calories a day then. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. this overcomplication thing comes from, I think some people need things to be complicated because then it feels like they're doing more, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I think, like, um, I don't know, it, it kind of, it's funny that we feel the need for that, eh? Like, when you tell someone, it's really simple, yeah. just keep it really simple. It's like, yeah. if, you're, if your goal is not to have, like, an elite-level output in some athletic performance, then you probably don't need all of this stuff. Like, it reminds me of, like, I remember a long, long time ago when I started training, a guy, I was talking to a guy about supplementation, and he went, are you, you getting enough protein? Are you drinking enough water and all this? And I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. He was like, well, you know what? I would start doing that before you start taking l-thionine and glutamine all this stuff right because he says it's like it's like this yeah. versus this and for yeah. people listening i did a very small hand gesture <laughs> and then a very big hand gesture it's so true like we we are the ones that are guilty of overcomplicating this we as personal trainers fitness professionals that work within the fitness industry because when you overcomplicate the process, it sounds more interesting and it's easier to sell to people. Um, when in reality, all it is doing is overcomplicating it, putting more people off fitness because they're so kind of bamboozled by it that they're just not going to want to engage. Um, and I think that is the issue there. Like we, we are to blame here by telling people that we need to do daily undulating periodization of calories up, calories down. And we need to follow this kind of Chris Hoy training program that you eat 10,000 calories a day and then you're training legs four times a week and it, like it, everything within the fitness industry is just a bit of a joke like we just need to really strip it back completely to the basics and I think if people just did strip things back and focused on working out three four times a week eating like a sensible amount of food trying to find some enjoyment in movement and reducing stress levels like most of your progress will be seen from following that over a long period of time. And I mean like months and years rather than thinking, right, how much muscle can I put on in 10 weeks by following this stupid training program that's going to injure me and make me feel miserable, you know? It's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. So the main takeaways there is for the original question, it depends. And <laughs> yeah. also um, basically everything toxic and wrong with the fitness industry Michael E. Jones just took responsibility for it, guys. So um, basically what we need to do is we need to stop him at all costs. Report him on every social media platform. No, don't do canceled. that. <laughs> I'm going to start the hashtag cancel you, Joe. <laughs> um, Please yeah. don't. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And I mean, all the coaches in the industry that have done well out of um, – who have done really well out of the fitness industry, have made a lot of money, have usually sold something that massively overcomplicates the process. Um, or they've got an overcomplicated plan that smashes people into the ground for before and after photos. Like it's all kind of these short, quick results. That's how people have made a lot of money within the fitness industry. Those people that are focusing on longevity, happiness, sustainability, it's, it's a tougher slog and you're fighting against a lot of nonsense. And we shall continue to fight that nonsense, Jason. We will. We will. Someone said to me, they were like, I, I trust what you guys say because you're not trying to push anything. Like you're not trying to sell anything. And I went, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But that's just because no one's asked us to sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's listening and you want us to push your product, yeah. we're happy to delete all the episodes where we said yeah. it depends. 
It's it's so true, isn't it? I think um, I, I turned I quite quite a lot of DMs from random companies trying to. Sell yeah, we know that. <laughs> or telling me I've got a lovely face, uh, like a lot of products. Um, and and I just have to say no off the bat, even if it's a product that I think, oh, actually this is this looks pretty good, and I'd probably want to use it. I just feel like if as soon as you take that product um you kind of dampen your impact because people are starting to wonder are you doing this because you want to make money from me or if you want to make a profit and yeah i mean we could we could sell out and make so much more money than we are right now jason let's be honest like we could make so much more money than we are by selling these products and feeding into the rest of the fitness industry rhetoric but we don't because it's stupid (laughs) i'm just gonna say everything's stupid today I will say, right, that started off as a really funny joke, right? But it kind of does bring up the kind of uh, philosophical quandary where, and I don't know if we said this on air, I don't know if we did, but you're talking about, we were talking about this idea of like, well, if you want to spread your message, you need to play the, the media game, right? But you, you also have to accept that by playing the media game, they're, they're probably going to twist your words, you're going to end up contributing to something that you maybe weren't 100% behind and all this stuff. But the, the option is you just remove yourself from it and they just find mm-hmm. someone else to do it. So it's yeah. this idea, of, you're, like, you're quite right there, where <clears throat> if someone approaches you and they're like, guys, we'll give you all this money, you won't have to do all the rubbish stuff that you do for money, like start your OnlyFans page, right? You can do this, you can promote this product, this product's good, do you like this product? Yeah, I do quite like this product, it works for me. But as you say, what you've then done is you've totally undermined the things that you say about anything else. And you kind of, as you say there, even if you do believe in a product, it then does become quite difficult to be neutral on a topic, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is, there's a, I mean, look, I can't lie, I can't lie, Mitch. I am totally ready to sell out. Like, (laughs) like, I think I've been ready to sell out for at least three years, right? And I'm still waiting. I feel like... (laughs) Oh wait, that was when we met. Is this the whole? Po- this is the whole point of the podcast. Mm, you, yeah, you made me. You made me realize that selling out was the way. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> like, no, I'm not gonna I think, work as hard as that guy. That's just yeah. Because originally you're like, yeah, man, no, like uh, I've got, I've got morals and principles, you know. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, unfortunately, you can't buy a Lamborghini with morals and principles. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's it is really sad, isn't it? And yeah, I think we did say that off air actually about kind of um being asked to do these articles and things. Like you could just easily push it away, and then they're going to ask some other coach that's going to come in and write utter nonsense and just feed into this this machine of the fitness industry. Whereas maybe we can take a bit of a hit, try and slightly change the narrative if we can, and occasionally be burned for it. So I'll report back in a few weeks if I do get burned. <laughs> Mitch, this might be a bit of a weird thing to say, right? Mm. But I'm think I'm thinking about it now, so I'm just going to say it between me and you, right? Okay. Maybe, maybe, right? Because you're saying like, oh, you know, if we if we stop this cycle, then it would, you know, no one gets paid or anything, isn't there? Maybe we just need to be like um, on a mission. A kind of like we're not coming back from this. We're gonna just destroy the fitness industry, right? And, <laughs> and like, <laughs> like sacrifice. We sacrifice ourselves. Like, we're not gonna get any clients. We're gonna make any money. Gyms are all gonna close and stuff. But we'll have taken them down. We'll have destroyed the system. Do you have, a, only, plan? I, Do you have a plan? I'm for only, this? I'm only slightly joking. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually, as you're saying that, I'm like, I'm in. I'm, I'm yeah. literally in. Depends how you want to do it, though. That's that's the kind of that's the kicker. Because I was trying to think of a reference of a film or something like that where someone who's like the top dog inside the system, it turns out the twist is that they're the one trying to take it down from the inside. 
I, there's no point. I mean, I'll insert it later. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, they're just like a little voiceover, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> remember this one? Yeah, but like, yeah, it's kind of that idea of like you're on you're on a ship, right? We're on the ship. We're we're making sure the ship's not coming home. I mean, we're going down with the ship. <laughs> just the fitness ship. I feel like we need to somehow um, work our way into the Goop headquarters, get set up as some of the leaders within Goop, and bring it down from the inside. Mate, That's to like be fair, to be fair, they're doing a pretty good job on their own. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah, that's true. We need a challenge. <laughs> so yeah, it was really, it was a really cool talking point, and and I welcome any questions. And you know what, like wherever you sit within the fitness industry on your approach to be it kind of calorie counting, uh, intentional fat loss or whatever it is, there's going to be people that disagree with you. Uh, there's going to be people that think you're an a-hole for having the opinions that you do. And that's fine. You know, like we welcome any discourse, we welcome any chats that people want to have and um, just make them polite and nice. You know, as soon as people start coming in attacking you rather than going for kind of decent debate, that's when we get, we get blocked. We block them and, um, and we get angry. So yeah, please do get in touch. Like I, I do welcome any feedback that you guys have. It's um, it's always a cool topic to talk about. Yeah, and I'll just finish it with guys, stop saying Michael E. Joe has a soy face. <laughs> stop it. This was the first time I'd ever been called a soy boy slash soy face. And to be fair, I thought it would come to your face. To my face. Uh, for anyone unaware um soy boy or soy face was uh it's kind of like a an insult that's been directed towards vegans because they're currently seen as less manly because they don't eat animal products um and this Which, was an yeah. insult that that i received because i create content around kind of body positivity and um not <coughs> an absolute gym bro and it, it just shows doesn't it what men within the fitness industry are up against if they are trying to change the narrative like i can laugh it off it's fine but i'm sure that there's many trainers that will be put off from creating this kind of content because they do get those kind of comments which is just just really sad you know that people are really that threatened if we can deconstruct that insult for a second right after your explanation of it there are they saying that you have a face, like a vegan face? Yeah, the face bit was weird. Like, I feel like they've actually just misunderstood the insult and misquoted it rather than actually, which hmm. is even worse, you know? Like, if you're going to come up with, if you're going to use a dreadful insult, like, at least use it correctly. Or maybe there's a, maybe there is a, a face that those people have and you have that face. No. Do all vegans have a beard? Yes. No, it's quite hipster, isn't it? Maybe that, yeah, maybe that is it. She's just thought I look like a vegan. Uh, there you go. The, the greatest insult of them all. <laughs> I know, but honestly, like if the biggest insult you have for someone creating content around kind of making people engage with exercise, create healthier habits is you look like a vegan, then Jesus, like. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I can think of much more cutting things to say about you. You've said many of them to me, don't you lie, Jason? <laughs> mm. Like, I think you look like you've got a whole soy body. <laughs> Not just the face. <laughs> also, the funny thing as well is that same person that insulted me also, what did they say? they criticized me for not showing my body at all within any of my posts. So they also yeah, kind yeah. of hinted towards the fact that I don't, I'm not an authority figure on any topic within fitness because I don't show pictures of the way that my body looks as if like having a muscular physique is kind of your, 
your shipping as if we've not mentioned it a hundred and nine times on the podcast and they've not been paying attention i know right i i don't think it would go down well if i just sent them a podcast link i'll maybe go back and try it mate if in doubt send the podcast link gets us an extra lesson doesn't it exactly at least one (laughs) unless they really like it and start listening there we go exactly You've just done kind of like emotional jujitsu on them there. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this guy's face, but I love the content. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just sad, isn't it? Like I I've I've started being invited onto quite a few podcasts that are talking around this kind of topic on men's body image and the body positivity space. And they I every time I go on, they're like, Why do we not see more men within this space creating content and and trying to encourage more men into the movement? And it's just that's exactly it like it's not seen as the manly thing to do talking about feelings and not eating as many animal products as other people it's just it's ridiculous yeah man men are crap (laughs) that's why i like women (laughs) what a way to wrap up the show well you say that but there's more is there there's a bit there's a bit that everyone skips to Okay, just yeah, they listen to the little intro and then straight to the tip hop quote. Mitch, this one, right? I'm just putting it out there. It's not the best thing it's ever been written by anyone, right? Including me. I think I've probably written some better, but it's pretty good, right? Yeah, you know how I know, you know how I know it's a good one? It's got a title. Has it? Okay. Mm. Have you been working on this for a few days? <clears throat> a few days, yeah, a few days. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, it sounds like minimal effort, right? But usually it's a couple of minutes. Nice. I know. I like it. I I like the commitment. And um, before Jason goes into the tip up quote, I will just say thank you so much for listening, guys. This has been episode is it one hundred eight or one hundred nine? Nine. This has been episode one hundred nine of Just the Fitness Tip with Mike Guido and Jason Ald, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. And Jason, over to the tip up quote, mate. All yours, Mitch. I'm just gonna go straight into it for the listeners. <clears throat> this is maybe my Michelangelo Sistine Chapel. <laughs> this is my Mona Lisa. It's nah. I'll, I'll do it's better high, one day. High expectations for this one. Somewhere in the middle there. It's called. It's, it's called a. It's called a lonely man on OnlyFans. Is is that actually called that? It's actually called that. Nice. Okay. It's almost like I've been saying OnlyFans. I know. I was just going to say, here we go. There's, there's been a, you know how you said you started this podcast in effort to kind of sell out. Mm. This whole episode was just leading up to an advert for OnlyFans. What you don't know is I've been paid by OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Next week I'll just be talking about Tinder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if the money's right, as always, guys, you know. Okay, so here we go. It's called Only Man and Only Fans. I'm sure other sites are available. <clears throat> you ready? Ready. So, Mitch, I've got some plans made to keep the bank paid. Mitch, how much do you think you can make with chronic backache? I'll keep flipping like a pancake, but watch my handshake. Rich off picks if all the fans pay my only fans paid. Mitch, I'm going to say it. I think we're Scotland's best health and fitness podcast. And if anyone's listening to this and they disagree, you can at me, you know, whatever. That being said, in a nation with overwhelming levels of diet-induced heart disease, that's a bit like, I don't know, like winning Scrabble against a four-year-old in an Alsatian. Um, <laughs> Don't change the station for education. Much preferred by old and new generations. Temperature high, said Jason. 
So these scribes have prescribed like a new medication. Attention short, I'm impatient. Focus on me like you do meditation. Nothing's free, needs dedication. So I'm leaving my mark at the end, exclamation. Mitch, another question for you. The greatest of all time in fitness, right? The GOAT, you know that term, the GOAT. Who's the GOAT? The GOAT, the greatest of all time in fitness. I mean, if I said anyone other than than Mo Motivator, then I'd be, um, I'd, I'd just be wrong. You're wrong anyway. They all know that it's me. That's why people from all over do goat yoga with me. I hate goat yoga. It makes me mad, though. Had some time to write these mad flows while I've been sat home. Industry is like a bad cold. You'll need a lap flow. Trends will come, but all the fads go while our podcast grows. Let me tell you what stats show. It's purely factual. Did you know loads of podcasts make it up to episode 14, right? Loads. <laughs> Loads of them. That's true. That is a fact, right? That is a fact. But never passed, though. Like Leia said to Obi-Wan, we're your last hope. But seriously, not just a bad joke. How much cash could I amass on OnlyFans? Loads. Thanks. It was good. It was good. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We will see you all again next week. Keep on tipping. <laughs>